Happy Friday. Welcome to Tipping Point, The Power of Clarity. The entire purpose of this show is really turning crisis into power. Um, and not just like, oh, yeah, I feel powerful. Woo. It's like internal power when you've literally taken what is seemingly the worst thing that's happened in your life and turned it into the best thing in your life. Um, and that is possible, right? There's so many people that have accomplished that. Um, and our guest is no exception. Lori Jean, uh, she's my friend. Um, she's a best-selling author. She um, works with individuals on how to have productive, healthy, meaningful relationships. And she also runs a phenomenal um, national center supporting women, supporting men uh, to become healthy adults. And even though many of you may be watching are adults, I think she has a really interesting distinction on what healthy adults um, entail and what that looks like. So Lori Jean, welcome. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Isn't that a cool name? Lori Jean Glass. Hey, <laughs> the coolest name, right? It's like, um, it's so good to see you. How are you doing? It's really good to see you too. I'm doing great right now. I just finished a five-day women's retreat. So I'm on I'm on my own little personal high. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, well, tell us, you know, for context, um, tell us about yourself, specifically the work you do, and talk to us about the organization that you run. Sure. Yeah. So I I work with individuals, couples, and families, and also train relationship coaches to help people, simply put, think better, feel better, and live better as a result of some really old, integrated, patterned you know, processes that make people have relationships that become destabilizing. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's a lot there, you know, we work a lot with people with complicated attachment wounds or people that just don't understand why they're feeling what they're feeling and have results in relationships that aren't getting the results and outcomes that they want. Yeah. Whoa. You just said a lot right there. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the entire population who has a healthy attachment style. Not many people. <laughs> well, and attachment, I know we're going to talk about that today, yeah. but we have a very unique philosophy about how we look at attachment. That's been, yeah. been very transformational for many. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, before we get into that, I think it's important that people understand sort of um, what you do at Pivot, maybe go into that a bit more, the workshops that you work on. Um, and tell us about your book. Maybe introduce your book. So uh, if you know people watching uh, can't get enough of the 20-minute podcast, they'll go find your book. Awesome. Well, my book is called Hashtag Healthy Adult. And the reason why I named it that is because um, part of the work we do is developmental psychology, and it's helping people understand, like I said earlier, why they do what they do. In relationships. So I came to this work because I had lived many years with a lot of trauma in my body 
and could not understand why I was reacting and acting the way that I was in relationship to others. So my storyline is, uh, you know, pretty, pretty much I lay it out in the book. You know, my father drowned when I was a very young girl. And so I had a deep attachment wound. And then my mom did not do well with that death and started drinking and became an alcoholic and then took her life when I was a teenager. So I was always looking to fill that hole with the relationship. And it was very complicated for me as a result of all of that trauma. And in addition to that, there was some sexual abuse and, you know, the story goes on and on. But what's interesting is that as I started to create Pivot, when I started my own personal growth shift that was deeply meaningful to me, I realized how important it was for people to understand their developmental psychology because people react and attach differently based on what part of them is getting activated. Hmm. Wow. Um, that's, that's a really interesting um, topic that you just brought up. And, I, and your story is incredible. And you know, you, your tipping point started early. Your sort of crisis started early. And it sounds to me the clarity that you received from that trauma was to give back was to serve. And so as a result of that, you've created this national organization, best-selling book to serve people and helping them heal really complex traumas and wounds from real pain, That's right? right. Like, like real trauma. So That's you right. talked about attachment, you talked about trauma. I mean, not to ask an obvious question, but how do you define trauma and how do you define attachment? Well, I define it, interestingly enough, depending on the individual I'm speaking to. <laughs> you know? so, I mean, trauma is a big word right now. We're all using it. It's everywhere. And it's very complex. I mean, the world has been through a trauma with the pandemic we just went through, yeah. right? You know, and um, attachment, the way that I define that is in real time, how we're attaching to another human being based on who we are and where we come from. So I look at the attachment uh, theory through an energetic lens. So are you anxious? Are you avoidant? Are you ambivalent or are you secure? Yeah. You know, I had, I love the name of your podcast, Tipping Point. And I will share this with your listeners that, you know, I had many tipping points. I had many <laughs> tipping points because I had many traumas and that's something yeah. people don't understand. Yeah. So as I went through and rolled through one, all of a sudden I was rolling through another. And when I had my big awakening, I had had many failed relationships. But if you met me, you would have never known that. I had, I made it all look good on the outside because it was really challenging to be that vulnerable with yeah. people uh, about something that was so profoundly um, sad. Yeah, yeah, so that's the... That's the that's the secret of trauma, basically, right? That's what perpetuates the shame is like, if I can just look good, if I can look good together and you don't see, look here, look here, don't look here. And if- For some, for yeah. some. and some people, they, they approach trauma in the way where um, they don't even wanna look good. They just check out, yeah. they're just gone. They're gonna avoid it at all costs. Oh. And so they really go into their own internal hiding and lose their voice 
you know, et cetera, et cetera. We all approach it so differently. That's why it's so important to do your individualized uh, process. Yeah. No, around it, which is really important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And attachment styles, you know, in the book, and I'm sure also in your book, it's just, we attach to our parents as a starting point. We have a mother and a father. And depending on how they treated us, how they related to us is how we develop our attachment styles with men and women. And sometimes they're interrelated and sometimes they're not. Is that? Yes, and it's a little more than that because not everybody has a mother and father. Some people have two mothers. Some people have two fathers. Some people have a caregiver that's a grandmother. Some people don't know who they had because maybe they were adopted and spent the first couple of years, you know, um, waiting to be adopted. I mean, everyone's storyline is so unique, but what we do know is this between, you know, when you're born, a, a child needs to attach to something. And that's something that they attach to. If it feels secure and if it feels, yeah, and they are going to be able to, be a normal child in the world, normal. I hate that word, but you know what I mean? A healthier, a healthier child in the world because they feel safe because they feel safe. You know, when my dad drowned, I, I got this abandonment button imprinted in me and I was constantly looking for someone to fill that hole. And like a child, I would literally, literally see my hands grab onto something, wanting it so desperately to be that thing that made me feel better all while I didn't even realize what I was doing. That's I wasn't even conscious of the fact that I was a stage five Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> I just went in and it's like, you know what? Love me. I love foreigner. I talk about it all the time. You know, I had no idea what love was, but by golly, I was going to get it. You were going to get it. Yeah, right. And oh my God, all the people I took hostage to my pain. So many people, these poor people that they were just trying to love me the best that they could. But guess what? It was never enough. That's the thing about a lot of people say, oh, I don't feel like I'm enough. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. Well, guess what? A lot of times trauma survivors feel like it's never enough because we are either fighting the wrong fight or we're using something to hopefully make us feel better. That's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Like addiction. Right. <laughs> well, addiction, well, addiction is one thing. And also sometimes people think it's addiction and it's not. It's just a new pattern. Not everything that you do over and over again is necessarily going to be an addiction because sometimes people will get tired of that and just go jump onto something else. Yeah. Because really what they're addicted to is their own pain body wound. But that's a hard one to talk about because, you know, when you have trauma, you know, you you're you people have become very sensitive around you. I, I remember I would go to get help and I would have so many people that would just say, oh, I am so sorry. I am so sorry, Lori Jean, you went through so much. That must've been so hard. And what I was looking for was high impact solutions. That's what I was looking for, but that's not what I was getting. I was getting people that were very simple, well, I can't talk. You know, they had a lot of empathy. They had some sympathy, which I needed desperately, but I also needed solution. I also needed a plan. Wow. You know, and so I had like this entitlement. The world owed me something because I went through all this trauma. Yeah. And we don't hear people 
talk about that a lot because it, it doesn't sound right. Like, wait a minute, you had all this trauma, but yet you're entitled. Yeah. I really felt that. I felt like the world owed me something because I had been through so much and looking at it through that lens never served me. Yeah. It makes sense, right? When we feel victimized and we feel afraid and traumatized, mm -hmm. we have a chip on our shoulder, right? It's, it, it, we're trying to compensate in some way. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So you talked a lot about, um, some of the symptoms and issues that are related to attachment, what can people do to discover their attachments and actually move, you know, from an anxious or sort of insecure attachment to a secure attachment, you know? Well, the way we teach it, and I know we don't have a lot of time today, but the way that we teach it at Pivot is first and foremost, you have to look at who it is you're attaching to. Again, we look at it through the lens of energy. So if I'm attaching to somebody and I'm feeling a lot of anxiety, I know that I'm attaching to that individual anxiously and the healthy adult comes in when it can in real time pause and understand what's going on and create a healthier attachment with that person based on who that person is in my life and the relationship that it represents. And that's where boundaries come into place, the relational circle boundaries. So if I don't know somebody very well and I'm feeling really anxious, it's really up to me to self-correct that energy or to go and take care of myself and leave the situation. Mm -hmm. If I'm avoiding something, I want to get curious with myself and ask myself, what is going on here for me? Why am I avoiding this conversation? Why am I avoiding this person? Mm -hmm. You know, I used to have a lot of people tell me that I had an anxious attachment style, but yet there were people that I was extremely avoidant with. So we really like looking at attachment through the lens of energy so that you can know in real time what's actually going on for you. Yep, yep. And, and you know, without getting overcomplicated, we attach to people based on their attachment too, right? And so- We, we do, which is what we teach people to empower them to, be able to pivot, no pun intended, into their healthy adult so that it it's it's not contingent on what other people are doing. Let yeah. people be them. If you yeah. want to honor somebody, let them be who they need to be and don't internalize it and personalize it as it's really coming at you. Yeah. When I work with couples, we have to go through that pretty deeply so that couples learn how to be able to show up and represent who they really are in their developmental parts so that they can attach more securely. Yeah, yeah. And so when you talk about being able to attach securely, let me just back up for a second and say secure attachment is where you are able to just connect with somebody, a relational partner, and you're not playing any games, you're not operating from a lot of trauma, you're just showing up as you. The avoiding well, you, might, you might be operating from a lot of trauma, but you're speaking to it and you're owning it and you're connecting okay. to that person. Like I'm always going to have that abandonment button. Okay. It's it's okay. going to live inside me. I mean, that's why I love Bessel van der Kolk so much. You know, your body does keep the score. It doesn't get heightened as much as it used to, but I'm super protective of it. Okay. So if I'm going to attach to you and you and I become good friends if I'm feeling that way, I, I have the responsibility of sharing that with you. Hey, Amina, it's great to see you today. I just want to give you the heads up. You know, I'm, I'm really not feeling well. Something's happened to me. I'm not ready to talk about it. 
but just know I'm really present here for you. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, let's go over the other ones because I think this is really, really important. So we talked about secure. Um, let's talk about avoidant. Mm -hmm. What is avoidant? What is anxious? And what is anxious avoidant? <laughs> well, you know, there's different names. Different people use different names for the different attachment styles. But what we use at Pivot is we just use anxious, avoidant, ambivalent, and secure. Okay. And so when people are avoidantly attaching, they don't want to go there. So they're not really showing showing up and speaking their truth. They're avoiding uh, maybe even their own reality of what's going on because it's either too painful or it just looks like a Mount Everest and it's too tall to climb. So they might just avoid it. But essentially, you know, some people will avoid doing their trauma work and use substances or behaviors to get out of it because it's too painful. So a lot of times, you know, um, people that end up in treatment centers with addictions will be avoiding the trauma itself because it's too painful. Yeah. So it's really just when you're avoiding something, you know, people in long-term relationships will avoid having the tougher conversations because they don't want to hurt the relationship. Yeah. Tough conversations are tough, right? Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> conversations. Yes, they yeah. are. Okay. So what is ambivalent and then anxious? And well, am ambivalent is, is kind of what we call it pivot. We use the relational alignment uh, model, which is think, feel, and do. I talk about that a lot in the book. When you're applying good rational thinking and high level of emotional intelligence and taking a healthy action, versus a habitual action, that's think, feel, and do. So anxious people will feel something right away and then go do it and then think about what they just did later. So they're attaching anxiously. They can't really stop from going in, from over-disclosing, from talking too much. It's just their anxiety and their anxiousness is really looking to attach. Avoidant is where they think about something and they don't really want to look at it or feel it. So they'll just go do something right away and then avoid the feelings and maybe feel later. Does that wow. make sense to you in, in real time? Wow. I'm just going to think about this and go do it. Cause I don't, I don't want to feel, I don't want to go here. Oh my God. And then ambivalent is where people will think and then they'll feel and the feelings are too much so they'll start thinking again maybe obsessing maybe ruminating then they'll feel again then they'll think again and they don't do anything they don't take action because they don't really know what to do because they're caught in this loop over and over and over and over again so when we are working with clients we're getting them to see that in real time so if you're avoiding something how can you pivot into some healthy do as opposed to habitual yeah. Oh, I feel like every state that you described, I can relate to. And I bet a lot of people can relate to that, right? Depends. Yeah, that's why I don't like those assessment tests where it's like, what attachment style am I? I don't I don't think that really serves us. It can right. inform us, but I've never met anybody that attaches all the time in one particular style. Totally. Totally. Okay. Well, this information alone helped me so much when I was just going through the process of trying to understand, like, how am I feeling? What's going on? Why do I do the things I do? You know, it gave me sort of language. Yeah. Um, what can people do? So say they've gotten this far, right? They're, you know, it's like, hey, 
I keep repeating the same pattern. It's the same woman. It's the same man in a different outfit, different name. I'm the common denominator. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that I, I know that I have to work through some of my traumas, my attachment issues. Where do people go from here? Once they have that kind of awareness. Yeah, they can get, you know, there's so many different ways to get help. You know, we provide uh, weekly coaching that includes um, curriculum that offers you high impact solutions. So it's not just talking, it's actually doing your own individualized work to be able to navigate through this landscape with um, your own internal boundaries understanding your developmental parts, and then looking at how you're going to attach in real time and be coached up to that place of what we call a healthy adult. Wow. So that's that's what we offer at uh, Pivot, or they can come in and do a five-day intensive if they want to take a deep dive and just, and just go in. Mm -hmm. That's another way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, define, and you know, as we wrap up here, define the characteristics of a healthy adult, according to your model? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a beautiful question. A healthy adult in our model. Well, first, I have to say that um, the the fun part of Pivot, because we also believe that this work needs to have some lightness at times, you know, we learning to really embrace yourself and it sometimes even laugh at yourself is really important, you know, because there's so many so much heaviness in it. We always say that if you're a healthy adult, 70% of the day, it's a good day. And the rest of the time, if you know how to pivot into healthy behavior and can get out quick, it'll end up being a good day. So the healthy adult is really when you're feeling um, grounded, when you're feeling uh, connected, when you're feeling confident, when you're feeling um, connected you know, to other people, when you're making good decisions for yourself and not hurting other people. When you're having your voice, when you're owning who you are, you yeah. know, it's just that, that kind of gives you the essence yeah. of what a healthy adult is. Okay. So what do you mean by owning your voice? What does that mean? Well, showing up and um, talking about what's really going on instead of making it about something else, you know, um, I need to tell you that I am uncomfortable today because of X, Y, and Z. And I don't want to take it out on you. I need to own this. You know, I made a mistake. I did this. I did that. Or just, you know, I'm really curious about what your intentions are with, uh, with our relationship. I'm, I want to understand why you made that comment. Just showing up and having your voice so you can stay connected to other people and not be so invested in changing another person, but just really honoring that we can connect coming from two different complete backgrounds, agendas. Yeah. You know, we don't have to lose who we are, but if we really have our voice in a way that's not, you know, hurting other people, but just really sharing what's our, yeah. you know, what's real for us. Oh yeah. And that's what it's all about is at, at all times, if we can just share what's real for us mm -hmm. and, and do it from a place of, you know, coming from our heart to be heard and seen, I think that could, mm -hmm. that's a clear demonstration of a healthy adult. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Lord Jean, uh, tell us the name of your book again and where we can find it. 
It's called hashtag healthy adult and it is on Amazon. So you okay. can get it on Amazon. Okay. You can also go to love to pivot.com if you want to get information on pivot. Awesome. And that's everything's on there that you that you need. And if you want more information about me, they can just go to lauriejean.com. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, you might get a nice traffic run. Aww, <laughs> and I have to say, I know we have to wrap up, but I just want to say it's, you know, this has been all about me, but I just want to say to you, I love that you're doing this. I just Aww. am so delighted for you coming and being brave and just getting your voice out there and helping other women. I, this is why I do what I do. <laughs> ah, great. That's amazing. Well, yeah. similar missions to help create a world in which people want to belong as Robert Diltz would say. That's right. That's, um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's our time. Yeah. Thanks everyone for joining tipping point. The idea here is, you know, having conversations about how to turn really difficult circumstances into power. And you can clearly see that Lori Jean is exuding power. And um, so I'll pick up her book, visit her on the site, learn more about this. It could do nothing but positivity, right? It could bring nothing but positivity. And what's that adage that we've heard? Like try something new or, you know, try it for 90 days or we'll refund your misery. It's yeah. like, you know, like just give it a shot. Try something new, learn about attachment styles, practice having your voice. Mm -hmm. uh, I wish you all the, all the best, everyone. Happy Friday. Thanks for joining. Thank Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.